Hey everyone, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career lead at the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center. And this is a very special place. It's a place with 13 applied technical and apprenticeship programs that help students seek their best selves to find the skills that are really, really viable and useful in the economy. And to think about their personal why. Why do I do what I do? Why do I choose? What decisions do I make? And in this podcast, we are really interested in the stories of people who embark on those career journeys, on those life-giving and affirming paths that help them think about their why. And we're constantly on that road. We're constantly on that journey thinking about geez, why do I do what I do? Oh, here's another opportunity. Should I take that one? Should I consider that one? So this is a very cool podcast. It's shared with our, you know, massive collection of eight or nine viewers and, and, and listeners. And we help them understand that you're never alone in a career decision. Your decisions have probably been made by others. Your angst has probably been felt by others. And your decisions, when you put them in the context of your why, your personal why, will be your best ones. So, super happy to be with you today. This is episode number three of season number five. And this is addition, how far have we gone? Number 53, and I'm joined ably by students in one of those 13 programs in the Arts and Tech Center, the Broadcast Media Program. My personal bias is it's the gem of the entire Arts and Tech Center collection. And I'm joined by my hosts, C.J. Campbell. Hello. They identify they them. Hello. Awesome. How are you, C.J.? I'm doing good. Um, I got coffee this morning, so. Oh, C.J., you are so young. There is so much more to life than coffee. <laughs> and Andre Boisjoli. Yes. Yes. And, I also got coffee this morning. And he identifies he him. And, of course, I identify he him. And both of you people are in the program mm -hmm. and your co-hosts and you've been part of production team and you have a full nether season working on this podcast yep so super super pleased super happy always my privilege to work with you too because i get to work with young people here who are just so smart getting skilled up and getting ready to embark in the world and to find their path and unfortunately i hate i hate to say it to you too um, I'm now your friend for life. Friend for life, Mr. Yeah. Magnifico. We're yeah. stuck with him. Yeah, so, <laughs> wait, come back. Somebody came, well, that, that, some, some of you were saying, that, that wasn't part of the deal. Wait, that was, I, didn't, I didn't want to be part of this. Anyway, so we were talking just before we got on about failing and about <sighs> failure and the impact of failure. And CJ had a pretty astute comment. What was that? About the school system and failure. Tell us, CJ. Well, um, in high school especially, uh, a lot of schools base your worth as like a person off of your grades. So if you get like 90s and above, you're an amazing person. You're uh, really good at what you do. But if you get like 40 or 50 or you're just, just passing, then they see you as like a bad person, even though you're probably a great person. You're just struggling academically. You really feel that way. No, I don't, but the okay. school system does. <laughs> you really see that. Do you have friends in that kind of situation where their self-worth is in the toilet because of their marks? I think every high school student is like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Andre, what do you think? Well, I'm not a straight-A student. Let's, let's get that out That's of the way. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I'm a...
I could say that I'm a very uh, average student. Um, yeah, you're you when, when it comes to tests and stuff like that, you get stressed and you're like, oh, geez, this is this is how much I'm worth. This 75 percent. Ah, so yeah, there there is that stress that comes with the uh, high school and. Uh, those tests and then oh and then it's true whenever someone has like the highest mark in the class the teacher will always call them out it's like by the way this student got the highest mark congrats to them and you're like oh congrats <laughs> well, and you, you feel said, and you feel forced to applaud yeah well you almost <laughs> have to because everybody else is applauding and there's, and there's even certain times and, where like they'll actually get something like they'll get a piece of candy or something oh, yeah. Oh come on! Can't, I'm, I'm I, telling I you. I remember that they yeah, they um, would give that to that. Like, that's changing. That's got to be changing. No, it's mm, I don't know. It's very current. It's very current. Well, maybe not candy. So so what would you eliminate tests altogether if you're running a school system? Well, of course, of course we do. No, but I mean tests. Exams, are, I would get rid of. Really? Well, well they pretty they are in high well, school. We haven't done any exams. <laughs> really. We've I've <laughs> skipped out. Well, it's not we haven't skipped out. It's just we haven't had the chance to do exams. Only exam I ever did was here last year. But we really? get some students there that are that are qualified in the papers that say we're missing out not doing exams because I got to go to university and do exams. Well, exactly. That's. I think the exams everywhere should be because it's not it's not testing your knowledge of what you learned. It's a memory test. If you can remember what you studied for the entire year and like just quickly go over everything and remember it for the week of the exam and then toss it out afterwards. <laughs> well, I mean. Look, then, what if you could structure a test, though, that wasn't like that? As an how exam. would you structure it then? Well, ask an open-ended and reflective question about all the knowledge and material. That yeah, that those questions that do good. exist, and they exist. Good. I think the exams. Have. But it's a mix of both. I think. But look, I agree with you. What you just said, it's true. But I mean, we w if we go to university or college, we will have exams. Like the, well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, they're never going to for get sure, right? They're always going to exist. So I feel. That by not doing exams, as you know, as fun as that is, uh, it'll it'll put us in some trouble when we go into university or college. Mm. Anyway, we won't know how to prepare for one. Anyway, we'll end on that interesting note because we want to get to our guest. <laughs> we do. All right. Now that we've solved the educational dilemma of the world, <laughs> what should testing be? We're going to bring our guest on, and he is from Windsor Park Collegiate, and he graduated last year. And this is a person who pretty much has passed any test he's ever taken in the history of his life because he had about a 99% average, as I recall. Were you the valedictorian? You can let us know that. I don't remember, but you, a governor general winner? Uh, you can let us know that, too. It sounds like you're in that category. But I'm talking about Justin Patrocinio, and he's contacting us. He's live with us from McGill University because a guy who gets 99% goes to a place like McGill University. Ed Schmegley's like me, Went to the University of Manitoba with my 75%. Justin, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, hello, everybody. I am Justin. Uh, I did graduate from Windsor Park Collegiate last year. I did graduate as a valedictorian, but I was not the uh, Governor General, my good friend. Uh, received that award, but I did have a 99 average. Okay, well, how uh, did, like, there's a, there was well, a bunch of Somebody had 99 and a half? I, I got 99 and a half, and she got slightly above me. Well, well then we have the wrong it person was, on the was... podcast here. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Thanks for coming. No, I'm kidding. That's, that's incredible. How I, I've never heard of that. Well, I have heard of it. I, well, now. In some of my schools where I've been at, I've, there was a Rhodes Scholar who had 100. He had 102%. There was some crazy. 102. Crazy. Anyway, 
Justin, so we, we're talking about the effect of failure. You've never failed a test. And now you're at McGill University. What's the difference between high school and McGill University? Oh, that is, that, that, that's a good <laughs> question right there. Um, I do think high school was, I wouldn't say it was easy, but it's definitely easier than university. Um, saying that I graduated with that average, I now am in university wondering how well I'm going to do in these courses um, because I did recently submit assignment, an assignment for a philosophy class, and I received a 75% on that. So, you know, it, it's a big shock. But uh, like uh, CJ said, I'm trying my best not to put my self-worth on these assignments anymore because I know for a fact that I am trying my hardest. But it's it's a different change. From so so you're looking at 75 going, geez, I, I, I got to pick it up. I'm getting 75 <laughs> at the U of M going, call the caterer. <laughs> this is fantastic. And philosophy is pretty tough. What kinds of things? Now, we talked about this, right? I remember I remember listening to you talk last year, and I, I, I mentioned to you because you have, you have a sensibility uh, and a certain aesthetic that lends itself to reflective and thoughtfulness and I said you might want to take a philosophy course and you took it so how is that philosophy course doing do you like it do you like the content do you like the discussions what's that like at university yeah so I, I did take up uh, your consideration on a suggestion on uh, taking a philosophy course and honestly it's one of my favorite classes at the moment uh, the professor is amazing when he talks about uh, the philosophy readings that we have read um, so far it's been mostly Plato Socrates uh, we're moving into uh, karma now uh however it is it's it's difficult um i'm not gonna put it lightly uh the readings are very well old um so you do have to think and reflect a lot on the readings uh and then at some points you think you understand and then when the professor explains it, you're like oh my gosh that's what it actually means yes yes so it's it's a lot of reflection and i i do like it uh do not get me wrong but well it's, well it's, think about it though right because you are now studying the great thinkers of all time. Yes. And that's Justin studying and connecting with Socrates and Plato and Descartes and Montesquieu and these people down the road. That's amazing, isn't it? Like when you think about it, and in high school, that's not even in the glint. That's not even on the radar to do that kind of thing. Could high school do more? What do you think? I, I, think, I, I think so. Um, uh, like you guys said, mentioned earlier about uh exams and whether or not it should be a thing i personally think that there there should be a bit more exams um because i also had a recent midterm and i was like how do i study for this because high school was not as difficult as i sh wanted it to um especially at uh, mcgill where most of my friends have either taken ap or have done the ib program or the french back uh, i feel a little behind on that sense um so i think high school could be a little, little more difficult and i think it should include um more difficult readings in english particularly oh that's a that's a great point because uh high school is moving away from that though a bit of some of the deeper thinkers and everything's much more student-centered it's got to come from you and I've, I've always i'm an old classical english person a master of english and I've always thought you need to connect to some of these thinkers because they will broaden the way you think and they, they will help you connect to ideas and thoughts that are, aren't even on your radar but will expand and wire your brain for possibility. Is that what you're discovering now in a new place like that? 
yeah absolutely i think philosophy it, it, is such a cool course like if i didn't come to atc i would have definitely taken philosophy it was one of the uh, courses you could take at Glenlon, and really? I would have definitely taken it. Yeah, no, it's available at our school too. But I mean, no, I get what you mean. I wish I would have that opportunity to take those, you know, those yeah. courses about philosophers and stuff. I would be super interested in that too. I think the deepest thing I've uh, I've read in English class was from Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, in and in French uh, was. Uh, uh, the great uh, playwright in French, uh, Molière. Molière. Uh, La, in French, is the La, miser. The miser, Lavar. Lavar. Which is a good play, but again, I yeah, I wish I could. I took that at university. You really, really? I did. I I took the miser at university. It was uh, it, it's a brilliant book. It is. And are you, you taking an English course as well? Like you're taking most of the liberal arts stuff, right? Yes. Okay, so, so I am in the I'm I'm in digital faculty of management as a U zero student. Uh, however, their program, uh, as a U0 student, it's mostly electives the first year. Mm -hmm. um, so I have one calculus for management course, but the rest are electives. So I'm taking uh, elementary French class, intro to philosophy, uh, intro to psychology, and then social psychology as well. So no English class per se, but definitely a lot of reading and writing. Still. Well, that's an odd thing. You're in the Desidel. I say odd because you're in the school of management, but you've gone in the liberal arts thing. Yes. And, and for me, that's huge. I, I just think that sets your mind up just not to be the business person because you're learning, you're learning the art of, 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 of looking at ideas and analyzing them and putting them in context and connecting them to other ideas. There's, for me, there's nothing more important than that. You're, you're connecting the unconnected most of the time there, right? How does that connect yeah. to this? So I think you're going to be... When it comes to business, I think more people should do what you're doing. Start with aesthetic programs, start with liberal arts programs, and then start connecting to business. You'll be a better, what are you thinking down the road? The Desertel School of Management. What do you want to major um, in down the road? You ever think of that? I have thought about it a bit. I'm not too sure exactly 100%, but I do really like, right now I'm really enjoying my philosophy, psychology, and social psychology course. So possibly organizational behavior yes. leading to like the hum humanic side of business or in uh, business environment, like business in the environment or strategic management, uh, somewhere along those areas I've been interested in looking at. Well, strategic, strategic management would be huge to you. We just looked at, uh, I always get excited when I see the census come out. Some people don't. Only kind of, Mr. I Magnifico yeah. gets excited from the and census. And so new census data is emerging all the time, and they're just showing how companies are desperately looking for the technical skill of their profession, right? Number one, can you, I mean, if you're going to weld, you better be know how to weld. The second one is problem solving, looking at something and saying, here's, here's how to fix it. Here's how to make it better. Here's, and if you're doing that, and I think liberal arts lends itself to that beautifully. So... You're right on the path there, Justin. That's the way to go on. And just keep thinking about what it can be, not always what it is, because that's what liberal arts is, what it's all about. It's awesome. So you were, last year, think about this. You were an, a, a Loran Scholar finalist. Tell us what the, now the Loran Award's a big national award, which is pretty cool. To be nominated for that was pretty cool. Your school nominates you for that. That's a $100,000 award. Oh my and, then, goodness. and so you became... <laughs> A finalist what did you have to do to get that award tell us about that process or to be nominated that whole process because you did become a finalist you didn't win but you came pretty close yes yes I can uh, 
this is a great story that I love sharing because I think there's a lot of personal growth uh, regardless of the outcome. Um, so last year around September, the Loran Award opened up their applications. You have about a month and it's quite a, it's a, it's a long intensive process just to apply. There's about four short as five, four or five short essays plus a bunch of personality questions. And then you also have to get like a, a referee. So I did get um, a teacher, Miss Allen from uh, Windsor Park to be my referee and she would have to go through a questionnaire as well. And then usually about 5,500 5, um, students from across Canada apply. And a couple of weeks later you hear back only if you make it to the next round, which would be the semifinals. And luckily I did uh, about uh, three, 330 got admitted to be semifinalists. And then this is where more intensive um, reflection pieces came in. Um, so during the uh, application process, there were a lot of um, behavioral questions or um, situational questions like, uh, tell me a time where you took, uh, took on initiative or tell me a time you problem solved, things like that. Um, so you're already reflecting on your experiences and trying to connect those dots uh, just when you apply. But when you are actually in the semifinal round interviews, it is much more, I'd say it's on, it's on another level of deep thinking um, because those interviews, you had about four interviews in one day, three individual interviews, and then one panel interview. And, and, um, and they'd ask you a lot of questions just about who you are as a person. And, and it's more of a conversation type piece, but a lot of thinking goes into that as well about who you are, what is your why, what is the outcome of why, basically, why did you do what you did? And how did you learn from it? And who are the people doing these interviews? Or like, what, what, yeah, what kind of people are they? Um, so uh, they're incredible people, definitely accomplished, uh, I would say. Um, they're all volunteers, so they volunteer with okay. the program. But uh, there have been professors, like university professors. They have been uh, uh, organization leaders, CEOs of companies, or like just high, like high ranking in companies. Is, and they just want to know the future leaders and who they are as people. Um, so, so they interview you in 15-minute intervals. And it's it's a great conversation because you're really thinking about why why did I do what I did and what did I learn from that yeah. instead of just continuously doing all the things that you're doing and then just continuously moving forward without reflecting on the experiences that you've done. And I think that's really helpful. That reflection piece is crucial to growing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So as you say, you've been, you were intensely interviewed. I mean, there, like you said, you did a lot of interviews. Is there any questions that stood out to you that you found a bit odd or that you just remember? What was the hardest question? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hardest question. Where I you went, say, oh, geez. That just stumped you. Stumped me. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, think you're I ever think stumped. There, I think there were two questions. Okay. Um, two of them. The first one would be what if you were not there, what would your friend say about you? Ooh. So you would have to mm. step out of who, how do you see yourself? But you have to picture how your friends see you. And I was like, I, I never, I've never been asked that question before. So I, I really had to think about who's close to me and what would they say about me if I was not in the room? Yeah. Um, and then another um, stumping question, honestly, um, because I like to share a lot about myself with people. I trust and care about but it's the question was what is one thing 
you want the entire world to know about you? If there was only one thing that you could share with anyone, what would that be? And I, I have a tough time of narrowing down just exactly what that one thing was. Um, and those were the two questions that really stumped me when I was in the interview, because, you know, you, you, you prepare as much as you can, but you never know what questions they'll ask you. Sounds so a lot that like was a the final question. Interview. And I was like, yeah, but this is a job interview on steroids because, <laughs> because this kind of piece, um, is not what a high school student generally does. Right. Mm. Like, honestly, that career canvas that we have that we used was that was that a use look at he's look hold, oh, he's holding up the canvas good <laughs> leaping lizards uh that's leaping an amazing lizards. thing that's an amazing <laughs> thing was the canvas and we have a career canvas in louis riel that helps people i like what you said you have to connect your dots but you have to collect them first and you've been one of the great collector of dots in high school by that i mean you've chosen experiences that always put you in a position of growth that always puts you in a position of let's try this that put you in a position what were some of those experiences you did you joined the career internship program which was one of your pieces right which is yes. a, a, a nice program at at louis riel um in windsor park that was brought over way back at, from river east days in, in 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 the 90s and it's flourishing it's probably manitoba's longest running internship program really in, in, in its shape, absolutely, because I started it in 95, brought it there, and, and it's continuing to flourish. But you also joined other things, right? You joined the, you came to the Arts and Tech Center here. And it's most kids who have 99% averages don't come to the Arts and Tech Center. Do you get that? Mm -hmm. Why did you come to the Arts and Tech Center in the Applied Business Management Program? Yeah, okay. Um, so. As a kid, I never knew what I wanted to be as I grew up, and it always, always fluctuated. Um, there were points where I wanted to be a firefighter. I remember that being a solid kindergarten aspiration of mine was, you're going to be a firefighter because I like the color red. Um, so what a reason. Uh, <laughs> it was a great reason. Um, I wanted to be an architect at some point, an interior designer, and then obviously parents' influence and other people's influence, because I always did well in school, they're like, you would be a great person in the medical field or a great engineer. Um, so I'm like, okay, maybe I consider that. Maybe I consider sciences. Um, but I, I, I did like science. It just wasn't where I felt like I belonged the most. And so in grade 10, I decided to, well, the reason why I first decided to join it, uh, junior achievements in grade 10 was because I thought that I was just following the path that others wanted me to take. So, you know, I, I did the student leadership things because that's what other people expected of me. Um, but I never thought I saw myself in business um, because of just the connotation it has uh, with the long reports, the, the hours that you were, you know, you just live in a cubicle all day long. Yes. Um, but I, so it didn't entice me at all. But I decided to just just seek discomfort and just, just try the, um, the in information session with uh, Ms. Allen and Ms. Boyer and I, I was honestly hooked because you get to take in that student leadership piece, but then there's a lot of uh, in, innovation that you can do in junior achievement because you do start your own business with your high school team. And you go through the uh, reports and uh, business reports, business plans, uh, shareholders report. You do all those things, but then you also build a sense of community within junior achievement. And then you also work on your interpersonal skills with communication and negotiation with other companies 
uh, other companies and to actual people when you go sell at trade fairs. And I really enjoyed that program. So I, I wanted to see, well, ATC has a, um, a applied business management program. I wonder if I would like that. So I went to the information session, thought, you know what? I have to come to terms with, I, I love, uh, science is great, but it's just not where I want to go into. So I'll take that of just trying a new path and going into applied business management and just see where will that take me. And so in grade 11, I went to ATC for the second semester and I didn't take any sciences. I didn't take the math, uh, like I didn't take physics, chemistry, biology. I didn't take those things where everyone expected me to go into because, yes, yes. because of my marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to try that applied business management program. So that's how I ended up at ATC. And how hard was that to kind of break away from everyone's expectations of you? Because that must have taken a lot of courage to say, you know what, I'm not going to do the path that you chose for me. I'm going to go and choose my own path. That was one of my most difficult decisions in high school, I would say. Um, Because, you know, you always don't want to disappoint the people around you, the people you care about, from your friends to your parents to your family. Um, So, you know, I had to sit down with my parents and tell them, like, hey, I don't want to go into the medical field. I don't want to become an engineer. I'm sorry if that's not where you wanted me to go into, but I really do want to try. And I think I might have, um, like, a nut, like I, I really do like business at the moment, so I'm going to try it out right here. And, and, the, uh, and the that conversation was hard. Yeah, uh, Don't get me wrong, but it was a conversation that I, I grew from because, you know, I never thought that I could, sit down with my parents before and just tell them like, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do my own. So it's fair to say you grew that love of business uh, and, and we'll go into a nuance of that later, but you grew that love of business just from going out and trying it and collecting some dots and you weren't sure about them, right? Why not? I like your attitude. Why not just try this out? Let's see where it takes me. That takes a lot of bravery too, because I know a lot of parents are very like, you have to go to university and get a big degree on something. And even if it costs a ton of money, they still expect you to do it. He's in McGill. Okay? Yeah, exactly. I was yeah, just going to say, he's still going to university. But, but, but no, I get what you but mean. But what I'm saying is that he didn't like yes. listen to his parents. He kind of went yeah. his own way and chose his own path mm-hmm. rather than being forced into a certain university by his parents to be a doctor or something. Yeah. Yes. Right on. Right on. So that took some guts, kid. Yeah, that took some guts. Was that was that gut wrenching, or was that so? Like when you get marks like that, I get the pressure. I I totally get it. I I've counseled a lot of kids who thought everybody wants me to take sciences because I have such a high average. That's the plan, right? The guidance counselors want you to do it. They're 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 pulling you in, asking you why aren't you doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And you're following yeah. your own path. That's a tough one, man. It was. Um, even teachers at my school like, oh, you, you did really well in science. And I'm surprised that you're not going to take more science in grade 11 because that's when, you know, science is split into the three main physics, biology, and chemistry. Um, but I'm like, yeah, they're, they're great and all, but I, I just don't see myself wanting to do that in the future. Um, so I want to follow where my heart wants to go right now. So I'll go to ATC and just see where it goes and that seeing where it goes has led me to a lot of you know a lot of dots yes um yes because i honestly think that's one of my biggest philosophies as a person biggest themes in my life is just seeking discomfort and just trying new things out 
see where it takes me, see what I can learn from it. And uh, yeah. Are you telling me you're seeking discomfort? That's a good line. <laughs> yeah, that's a great quote. Yes. I think more people need to do that. Step out of their comfort zone and seek. So discomfort. what are you guys doing that's seeking discomfort? What am I doing that's seeking yeah. discomfort? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Oh, geez, I have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, you'll have to think about that. So, Justin, you may have just schooled these guys. I like that. Into seeking more discomfort. I, I like that a lot. Now, t hey, you also did the Believe Leadership Program. Was that a, a game changer for you? Because, because you were a leader in that program. How did you even know there was a Believe Leadership Program? And talk about what that is and, and what you did with that at Windsor Park Collegiate. Because for me, as I watched you in action doing that, I thought that was a game changer. The other ones were all important. Don't don't mishear me. I thought that one really changed your sense of, okay, this pathing can really, really connect to me. What I'm doing with her, Sarah. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a couple steps back because uh, it took me a while to learn about what the Believe Leadership Program was. So as you know, I talked about junior achievement in grade ten, and then COVID hit also in grade ten. Um, so grade ten was a big moment for me like just personally I mean, because that's when I started to decide I'm going to ADC um, I'm going to start following my own path so when COVID hit I really wanted to you know take it easy on my mental health but I also wanted to see where new experiences will lead me and because everything was shut down at like schools um, so like all those extracurriculars I turned to like the internet and see oh is there anything that I can do with uh, workshops and such and I came across Student Life Network, and they were hosting um, personal development workshops and webinars. And through that, I met a couple incredible people that I have worked with, um, including Sam Dema, who's a uh, professional speaker, and Sarah Wells, who's an Olympian, professional speaker, and um, also the founder of the Believe Initiative. Um, so, you know, I stayed in contact with Sarah throughout COVID. Um, I joined a uh, stuck-at-home leadership um, group where we talked about how to grow as a leader. Uh, we had, like, bi-weekly sessions, and that's how I started connecting with Sarah. And then about, so in September, they posted about the Believe leadership course. And um, I didn't take it on right then because I was like, okay, we're starting school again. Maybe I don't have enough time to take on that entire thing um, and bring it to Windsor Park. Uh, so I, I decided to focus on studies and I was working part-time at McDonald's at this point. So I didn't want to put way too much on my plate. Um, but then the second semester of grade 11 came around and they posted the spring uh, session of the Believe Leadership course. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to check it out and see what it's all about. And it's basically empowering uh, kids at your high school to take a passion that they have and a problem they want to solve and then use that passion to solve their problem while teaching them core skills such as uh, leadership, resiliency, confidence. And I'm like, okay, so Windsor Park has barely had any extracurriculars um, because of COVID restrictions. With this program, I'm able to do it online. People are able to have something to look forward to um, because I know extracurriculars makes what your high school experience is. Uh, you know, you you're going to remember sometimes a specific class, but not all the content you learned, but you'll remember the times you did musical theater or you did um, a jazz band or you played a sport, things like that. Those are your core memories from high school. So I'm like, okay, what if I bring this to my school? And at this point, I'm also at 
ATC already. So, you know, I'm connecting back with my homeschool, working to see if this is a possibility um, online. And so I, I applied to be a chapter head without like um, informing Windsor Park that I want to bring Beautiful. it there first. That's the way you get things done though. Yeah, I I, I just went full, full forth, just, just try, just see if I can be accepted as a chapter head. And uh, they accepted me and then I brought it to Miss Allen and said, hey, this is what I want to do. Is this a possibility? Um, I, I, well, I came to her with a plan like, okay, so this is, uh, this is how I'm going to do all of these. I plan on having meetings on this day at this time. Um, is this a possibility? Do you think students will actually like this? And they said yes. I went up to, uh, I sent an email to administration. They also said yes. And so that's how the Believe Leadership program started. And it's, it's definitely a life changer um, because I'm taking the business aspect of running everything behind the scenes. I had to connect with like uh, external people such as the Believe Leadership team, like Sarah and the student um, leaders there. But then I also have to connect with my advisors here, um, Ms. Allen, Ms. Boyer. And then I also had to connect with all the students at my school, um, at my home school while I was at ATC. How did you do that with like, what was your motivation to do all of this? And who supported you like while you were doing Along it? Along the way, and... yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's definitely support from my friends and family, but I, I think it really has to come within you to have that motivation to do the yes. things that you want to do. Um, again, I'm going to take back seek discomfort because that's what I started to do in grade 10. And I wanted to, just because COVID, everything with COVID happened, I'm like, okay, I have this obstacle in front of me. How can I work around it? How can I continue to seek the experiences that I want to experience? So that that's really where it stemmed from. So that motivation to join those online webinars was like, okay, I see that this is an opportunity to take a rest. And I did. I, I I took it easier during that time. You know, I watched movies almost every day, but I also wanted to grow, continue growing because one of my, you know, I'm going to reference the leading career can design canvas because one of my way back when is I've always loved to learn. Um, as a kid, I made a book of facts. So I would search up, oh, I wonder what that is. And then, then I had like a little Hillroy notebook and I'd write that back down and then share it with my uh, family. Oh, I always loved learning about math. I think I was ahead in math up until grade seven. So I do like extra math on the side or I was in a different classroom doing math just because I loved learning. Um, I did my own art projects. I did my own like self-discovery or self-research projects. I, I remember being very bored in fourth grade and going to my mom and like, I'm going to do a research, pro uh, a research problem on, not research problem, research project on dolphins. Um, so I made like a little uh, bubble, said dolphins, and then I put little arrows saying, <laughs> who, what are dolphins? What do they eat? Things like that. Boy, teachers must have hated you. <laughs> and um, I just loved learning. So I think that's where it stemmed from, my love for learning. And I continued doing that through COVID and through seeking discomfort. So were you just born a natural learner? <laughs> Well, everybody's We're, a natural learner, you yeah, guys. Yeah, Come yeah. on. I know, but... I, you're not a natural learner on Well, her. I don't make... I don't do side projects yeah, but about the stuff dolphins you do, in fourth grade, the, right? The, I just, it's, Justin, it's, it's extraordinary. Is it fair to say the energy you have for what it, it, are, these, are, are these interests that are, are gravitating towards you, that you seem to be moving towards, he has his own too. 
He just has to discover them. Like you took the time and effort to discover and to seek and to try things out and, and it always what sticks to you and different things are sticking to you. So you, you're into business, you're into helping others, you're into the believe leadership piece. You see a social enterprise down the road in the future for you? Yep, I want to like right do on. strategic management and social enterprise specifically. Right so. on. And when you come back to Winnipeg, I'll connect you with some people yeah. and do that. It, yes. it, if you want to do that. Or Montreal just might snap you up. It, it would be awesome. And of course, you get to see the Montreal Canadiens, which is a wonderful thing. Anyway, that's just me. That's just me. Anyway, you know what? We do a little feature here, Justin, uh, called, well, just before we get to that, if you were to give advice now to somebody at Windsor Park, if you walked in now to the grade 11 class, what would you say to them to do if you want to move forward with energy and success? Uh, I, I'm just going to say what, my, what I would want to hear, and it's just to um, seek discomfort, reflect on what you have done, see where you want to go, and just try. Because that, that's, that's basically how you're going to continue to move forward is just by trying things out. Do um, or do not. There is no try, my young Jedi. <laughs> no, I, there's try. There's definitely try. <laughs> um, like I remember in high school, I was terrified of trying high school sports because I'm like, that, that's, not, that's not what people would expect me to do. But now in university, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to try. So I'm now on an intramural volleyball team, and it's been incredible. Wow. So just try. Just try, just See man. where things will go after just step so we're, step forward. I like that. We're going to try something that's been pretty lame for most of our uh, adventures in career land uh, journey. It's, it's called the Quick Cues. And uh, who's in charge of that one is Me. CJ. All right. Uh, quick Cues. It's a bunch of quick questions. Don't think about it. First thing that comes to mind, if you can't answer it, we're leaving you. We're going to go to the next question. Okay. <laughs> we won't leave you, Justin. We're there. We're there for you, my friend. Okay. Dog or cat? Dog. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes, absolutely. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. What do you put on your toast? Nothing. Favorite fall activity? Uh, walking. Messy or tidy desk? Uh, clean. Star tidy. Wars or Star Trek? None. Uh, pronounce D-A-T-A. -A. I, I say both. Data, data. Doesn't really matter to me. Starbucks or Tim's? Neither. What? <laughs> Favorite social media? I wish I could delete them all. <laughs> Texting or phone calls? Phone calls. Outdoors or indoors? Uh, both. Strawberry or raspberry jam? Strawberry. Favorite genre of music? Anything on the radio. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Morning or night? Morning. Do you believe in ghosts? Not right now. Favorite restaurant? None. And your favorite podcast? Career landed uh, this one. Exactly. Yeah, we make sure, like, if you don't get that one right, we just cut you off right away and it's over. Yeah, you're not and, our guest. Okay, yeah. wait, wait. There was, there was the one question. St Starbucks or Tim's? You said none. You just, yeah. you, you don't drink coffee? He doesn't drink coffee. That's okay. <gasps> you're not a coffee It's not about really. you two, okay? Nobody cares what you drink. It's about what Students Justin drinks. Students at a university who doesn't Do drink let coffee. The, let the guy have a nice wow, cup that's of tea a rarity. or a nice little orange that what is you, rare. What, and a nice water. People drink water, right? Do you that's drink just tea? Water. 
Just water. Good just for water. you. So, and herbal tea. Keep healthy. Keep healthy. That's awesome. So you're, you're drinking water. So, Justin, I can't tell you how, how wonderful it was to have you here. You're Thank a smart, you. smart young man. And I can see something interesting for you down the road. I encourage you to just keep trying things um, from your intramural volleyball to the next group you see there that says, anyone interested in the uh, sustainable development goals for the United Nations group, we're meeting at, ding, Justin rolls into there. Just think of it. And that's the way you are. Like You, you bring a great mindset to, um, I, I need to try this out. You, need, you bring a great mindset to discovery and exploration. So I, I wish you well, and I wish you well on this McGill journey. I hope you keep in touch with me because uh, I, I think you're a special person, and I think you'll make a difference. I hope you come back to Winnipeg. My fear is they're going to snap you up down there. That's my fear. But that would be their gain, and always good for you. So I appreciate you being here. Any final comments, my friend? Uh, thank you very much. You guys are incredible hosts. Um, and this was a great podcast to just reflect again on why I'm here at McGill. Um, because school gets tough. And, you know, you, you got to reflect on where you came from and remember, okay, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm going to move forward. Well, keep keep seeking that discomfort. I, ho I hope it gets tougher and tougher for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what a great show. I think this was a bit of a corker of a show. That's what I think. A the corker. Corker. <laughs> corker, yeah. You know, champagne. And uh, I, I appreciate you being here. And that's it. Before we go, thanks to our production team. We've got a floor manager here today. We've got people in the booth. We've got our co-hosts, as always. Tremendous work from, uh, boy, you two are becoming smart um <laughs> we weren't we, we weren't yeah. before yeah. but now yeah. well, now I, we're smart yeah it's it, it's really taken off but yeah. the whole production team in another room a broadcast room i don't know the war room in there so this is getting big all very proud of anyone who contributed and made a contribution to this program and that's it for another session of adventures in Careerland. take care everybody